morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. So good to have you with me this morning. This is where most days <laughs> you and I, we get together and we get into God's Word and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2023, Lord willing, we'll make it from the book of Genesis to Leviticus. So glad to be with you today. Just to let you know, we are at Genesis chapter 10. This is the type of chapter that we're going to have to struggle through some names. So we're going to do that together. And uh, sometimes when they're in the in English, it's a little bit difficult for me to pronounce. That's okay. And it's okay if you can't pronounce all the names. And so the point is getting into the Lord's Word, reading it, and trying to understand it. So why don't we pray and we'll get into God's Word. Father, we thank you so much for this historical book you have given us. We thank you for its reliability, and we thank you for its truthfulness. We thank you that it has come from you. And we pray, Lord, now that as we read your word, that you would please work in our hearts, that we would understand it and believe it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're at Genesis chapter 10. Genesis chapter 10, put on the old spectaculars there. And here we go. Now this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the sons were born to them after the flood. Now I want to stop, and we're going to do this a little bit differently, right? Normally we ask ourselves, A, what's this about? B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do? I want to start off with an observation. God just wiped all humanity off the face of the earth. He only saved eight people. And the first family, now we see that Cain, or sorry, uh, that that it was Noah's son, Noah's son, who looked at his nakedness, right? Ham came in, and uh, the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father. We saw this voyeurism of last chapter. We saw the reality of sin. And so Noah's drunk. His son, for lack of a better word, is a, is a pervert. And so, you, we, what would we expect? Well, we would expect that God says, okay, wipe them off the face of the earth. But that's not what we find. God had told them to go and multiply and fill the earth. God's grace. Right? As we go through these chapters and we read about the names, this is a testimony of God's mercy and grace. That God doesn't destroy all humanity, but continues to care for them. And so let's go ahead and now read these generations. Uh, now, by the way, chapter 10 starts a new toledot, uh, a new uh, part of the story. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Mesech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Ripath and Togarma. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kitim, and Donamin. From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Sheba, Havilah, Sabata, Ramah, and Sabatecha. And the sons of Ramah were Sheba and Dedan. 
Cush begot Nimrod, he began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kolne in the land of Sinar. From that land he went to Assyria, turn the page, and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ir, Kalah, and Resen between Nineveh and Kalah, that is the principal city. Mizraim begot Ladim, Anamim, Lahabim, Lahabim, Naphtahim, Pathrushim, and Kaluhim, from whom came the Philistines and Kaphtorim. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, the Jebusite, the Amorite, and the Girgashite, the Hivite, the Archite, and the Sinite, the Arvadite, the Zimarite, and the Hamathite. Afterward, the families of the Canaanites were dispersed, and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as you go toward Gerar, as far as Gaza. Then, as you go toward Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim, as far as Lasha, these were the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, and in their nations. And children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, and the brother of Japheth the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Afarxad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hol, Gether, and Mash. Afarxad begot Salah, and Salah begot Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his day the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan begot Almondad, Shelef, Hazarmaveth, Jera, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. And their dwelling place was from Mesha, as you go toward Sephar, the mountain of the east. These were the sons of Shem, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, according to their nations. These were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, in their nations. And from these the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. So, we see here God's grace and mercy that he had told them to multiply and to fill the earth. And so this is the genealogy of Noah's sons as they have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and they do just that. They fill the earth. This is where, if you have a study Bible, it could be helpful. I'm just going to, let's see, which study Bible is this? This is a New King James study Bible. I think they call this the full-color Bible or something like that, uh, full-color edition. Anyways, but the point is is that uh, many study Bibles will have maps in them that can be very helpful. Uh, And so I'm just going to look here and, and kind of, explain some things. So you'll have the land of Jepheth, the area in which Jepheth 
inhabited. This is kind of everything north of the Caspian Sea and North Sea, part you know the upper half of the uh, Mediterranean Sea, so Rome and Greece, and so Japheth's family inhabits that area. Then Shem's family is from essentially the eastern coast of the Mediterranean Sea, south, east, and west, uh, south, east, yeah, south and east, right? So it's it's going into Arabia, and it's going uh, into all the stands, you know, Kyrgyzstan and Pakistan and Afghanistan, right? Uh, those types of nations that way in Central Asia and in the Middle East. Uh, and then you have Ham, and Ham's descendants tend to uh, live in the area from the Red Sea and south of the Mediterranean over. So you're talking about uh, Africa and areas around the Red Sea. And so we see the nations going out. Now, I do need to point out here uh, some uh, uh, horrible, horrible theology that you might run into, and that is that uh, since the children of Ham were were cursed because of what he did and his children Canaan were were cur- was cursed that see it is a mark of slavery always upon him and this is this was especially used in the 1600s and 1700s for the degradation of Africans and the and a cover up for why they should be enslaved and it is a horrible horrible doctrine uh, it is a it is a it's not found here in the text a mark upon Ham somehow being his black skin that would make him a slave forever is absolutely foreign to church history, and it's something made up to justify slavery. So I'm just going to just push that away, and and even Christians can be sinful, and even the scriptures can be used as a tool for what they ought not to be used for. And so what do we see here? This is God's grace, <laughs> that though... The intents of our heart are only evil continually. God is still gracious. He's given us parents, brothers and sisters, families. He fills the earth with people and nations. He allows culture to continue to flourish. He allows people to continue to go out. And we're going to see as we keep on reading that that doesn't mean that people are aligned with God or love God, but indeed they're going to try to set up idols and become like God. It's not a surprise to him. But he is both just and he is merciful. And so as we come and we read the rest of the story, this is, this is the tension that we find in all of Scripture. That people are sinful, God is just, and yet God is also merciful. And how does that work out and how does that play out? Well, we're going to see, as we continue to read through Genesis, we're going to see that this is the reality of the human experience. And so we could either whitewash it or we can deal with the complexity of it, stare at it baldly in the face, and just marvel that God would be so patient with us. Well, let's pray. Father, we pray that you would let us treat your word truthfully and honestly, that we would hear your word, and that we would be thankful for your your grace and your mercy. Lord, please make us more and more thankful for all the good things that you have brought to us. 
And Father, we pray that you would be the God, both of the fathers and to the children and to a thousand generation of those who love you. Lord, we thank you that your mercy is found in Jesus Christ and your grace is always present with us who believe in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, may the Lord bless you today. May you walk in the joy and peace of Jesus Christ and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural Southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.